Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and if they ain't paying your bills, pay those bitches no mind. I'm Victoria Beckham, because I can't sing. I'm Aaron Twitchin. <laughs> I love that you do the full name. We get we, It's not just Aaron, it's Aaron Twitchin. Look, do you know name. why? It's bloody hard to find people on Instagram, and I've been single too long. Like, if people need to slide into these DMs quicker than they are. Okay. So I will give you the full name, and I will drop it the minute you propose, and I will take your name. You're listening to Sissy That Pod, your favourite RuPaul's reaction podcast. Today, the two of us are getting in to episode four of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, season five. It is the disaster class challenge. There's, uh, yeah, it kind of flips the order of these queens on their heads. So it's a good episode. So let's get into it. First off, after the after last week's episode, they're sitting around. One thing that I thought was surprising was and, and again I think this is an interesting juxtaposition between what it's obviously like for them in the moment and what it's like for us as the audience watching it I know exactly is that what they all sort say. of like Kate Butch Coast Butch of, of coasting <laughs> Coast Butch <laughs> yeah. yeah no you're so right because you don't know how it seems outside and like and this this is what always happens when there's a queen that is good in um, a confessional and like she is they won't have seen any of that because none of that's recorded. And then you also don't see the edit. She's been, not that she's been edited well, but she's made a lot of good cuts in the edit. Like all that stuff with the horse and stuff. Like that's funny, but they don't see any of that because there's not been a comedy challenge. So yeah. Yeah. Coast Butch. But have you it's seen she's come out with a range of coasters? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. She is so on it this season. She knows exactly what she is. And she was flying. Yeah, there's a range of coasters. Get a Kate, Kate Butch coaster. Put your coffee on it. Gorge. I mean, like, it's funny. And I, look, I understand they probably didn't want to be unnecessarily mean to Naomi. But, like, if there was a straggler in the group, it was by far Naomi. Like, the only queen to have been in the bottom two in up to that point and has a, has a gammy knee. I mean, you would definitely call her as the weakest link, not Kate. And isn't Ginger Johnson in the same position? Like, she's just been in the middle every time as well. Oh, I think she was in the winning girl group last week. Oh, was she... No, 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 she played the... Didn't she play the fiddle on Oh, you're right. Oh, no, you're right. oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. Yes, I... <laughs> the saxophone. And then was like, yeah, you're right. She... Sorry, oh, <laughs> not the, the fiddle, t- the saxophone, yeah. <laughs> the, fo- the saxophone, yeah. okay. Yeah. Maybe she... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't have the track record up here. But yeah, like... Similar edits, for sure, the two of them have been getting. So why did she skip by? I don't know. I just thought it was so strange. I think it's because Kate isn't a look, the queen. And I think that really shows with someone like... She's not not one that's coming... Although I think she has had some strong looks, but they're not... uh, Like, the beauty looks. And I think her makeup isn't as good as the other girls as well like especially like tonight there were a couple of times it was like mm, i'm not sure whether your foundation matches you that well like yeah you could do with a walk through boots and have the girl do it but not that i know anything about makeup but i i think there's a part of it was that whereas the other girls are like really good at those things and so maybe she seems like she's coasting by on that yeah, and I wonder, like, if they're all just gathering around backstage and they see her in the Shania Twain costume, they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, that's an all right, you know, costume. But they don't get to see her out on the stage absolutely, like, delivering it with the judges eating at the palm of her hand with the Brad Pitt, you know. So maybe they don't see that aspect of her. Because for me, she's still my favourite. Like, she's absolutely been killing it so far. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of strange. This week, we have a mini challenge. Raven is in the... Is in the Workroom not giving any advice this time, just wielding a camera that isn't taking any photos for the branding challenge where the queens have to come up with a catchy tagline a la Lord Sugar and the Apprentice for the high protein drink SPNK. Any favourites here? Well, my biggest question is who dropped out that Raven had to step in? Like, 
she acted like she was not expecting to be there, that they just pulled her out the deep freeze and they were like, mm, okay, go off. So who do you think dropped out? Who was meant to be there? Was it Alan Sugar? <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to be there fingering them, telling them they're fired. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Alan Sugar was all in until he was like, protein, SPNK. No, I don't think. Um, I don't know. I just kind of felt Rue was like, oh, I don't want to be taking the photos today. Raven, get dolled up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was odd. That scarf was really odd as well. Like, it, he looked like me at uni trying to cover up a love bite, telling people I was allergic to apples and it was a swelling. Like, there was definitely something he was trying to hide. Like, has he had a neck? Has he had his neck done? Oh yeah, I tried that one three times. But the worst was, I think the first time I was literally eating an apple as I said it, I was that dumb. So yeah, yeah, I used to tell people love bites were because I was allergic to apples. Which have to say it was a bruise because you fell over or something. Isn't that not the classic? Who falls over on their neck? <laughs> Both sides. Who, who's allergic to apples and that manifests as bruises on the neck? <laughs> it seemed more believable. It seemed, look, I've been eating a lot of apples recently. <laughs> I'm trying to get my fibre. <laughs> I am actually allergic to peaches, uh, which is, I don't know, a fun fact. No, that sounds me. like more of a lie, right? It's yeah, like, but it's, oh, I'm it's sorry. the truth. Peaches and nectarines. I, I think it's the fuzz. I can't be a top. I'm allergic to peaches. I don't know. <laughs> it's just... It's, anyway, the challenge. The challenge this week was not to discover allergies. And um, uh, who's it like? You go. I, I really liked uh, Ginger. I thought her butch, uh, Geordie, was really good. I, like, the, the tuft of hair, the big ginger beard, I thought was great. I thought Tamara... Ginger was very believable as a man. I believed she was a man. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Tamara, although I like personality, the big dick, I didn't need. Tamara is so fun, she has no range. <laughs> that was why I took away from that. I was like, is she being a man? And to begin with, she was like, yes. And then she realised how much her wig swayed. And then she was like, just feeling herself too much. And she just couldn't do it. She couldn't be a man for the full two minute advert. And I loved her, I loved her for that. And then Banksy as... The biker look, I mean, was striking, you know, in, I guess, a good way. But, I mean, the catchphrase wasn't great. I could have just watched her in awe in this sort of biker outfit for ages. Like, awkwardly trying to get onto a bike, like, just being really spindly. and Yeah, and it is really funny that it's, like, protein for bulking and building. And then they come out skinny as a rake. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, there's something really funny in that. Um, but um, I can see why Tamara won. She is she is just a burst of charisma. Um, so yeah, I was okay. With that. I, don't, I don't know. I didn't think she was a winner in that because I didn't think she did the challenge in the same way. She was just like Tamara for two minutes, but it was quite funny. I also thought it was really funny that Caramel was more feminine as a man than she was as a woman. Like yeah. she just she just couldn't do it, and I kind of loved her for that as well. I mean, those things can be difficult. Uh, for trans people to kind of play butch yeah. and stuff like that. You know. I know, like, uh, is it Kimmy Couture in, in Canada season three? Had to do, like, a... She's a trans woman. I had to do, like, a, a butch drag look. And she was like, yeah, I found this tough. But, like, I did it and something like that. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I think sometimes you don't think sense, about actually. that. Mm. Yeah, so, I wouldn't think about that. Have you watched RuPaul's Masterclass? No, I was really tempted to watch Christina Aguilera's and then I realised I would not be able to sing like her. So instead I downloaded her on Wave so she could drive me around in the car. But um, I couldn't get it to work. What a way to avoid answering the question. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm I'm doing my masterclass in deflection. I must say, I have not watched it either. I should do just for research for this podcast. I mean, I, I, I feel I've heard it all before. However, much it is. Isn't it expensive? I don't know how much a masterclass is. Oh, is it not like, free? On, it's like Audible. Don't, no, 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 no. It's like Audible. You have to like subscribe for a period and then you can have all the masterclasses. That's why they always release a new masterclass. And like it's always a big separate and you sign up and then you're stuck with them forever. Okay, well, you that's need to just why find someone. It's like Netflix. You have to find someone that has Masterclass and that will give you their pass. But I don't know anyone. I don't know it. I literally don't know anyone. No, I feel like it's the LinkedIn of YouTube. It's just like <laughs> wank. <laughs> it's just wankery. It's what? Wankery. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm no, sure. I've never seen a Masterclass. 
and I'm sure it's all the same stuff we've heard from him over the years about inner saboteurs and you know what other people think of you as none of your business and like all the stuff he spouted before you know you know when I think of uh this particular brand of whatever is it chicken or beef or whatever like my mouth waters therefore your mind can have a physical manifestation which means you can manifest things. like there's a lot of his cult leadery stuff that I've heard over the years which I'm sure would just all be in this masterclass yeah you lost me at chicken <laughs> what branded chicken he was talking about a branded chicken he was talking about okay it's it's some food i think it's a wait hang on did the chicken come from tesco <laughs> michelle will be talking about it no he was talking about yeah. how how manifestation is real and that if you think about a food that you like your mouth will water and that is a physical manifestation of a thought that's proof that thoughts can become reality is what he says Mm, oh no or it's just conditioning yeah like you're just conditioning like i mean you, you, yeah you, okay i'm not gonna fight always, the manifestation you can also say the same thing which again. is like you know if i tell you something funny you have a physical reaction of laughing to it does that like i don't that's Thoughts another conversation funny. for another day <laughs> <laughs> okay so the teams are tamara michael and ginger get party naomi Didi, and kate get work and Kara, Banksy, and Vicky, the three badge holders, get love. There's, I didn't oh, notice that either, that it was the badge holders when she first separated them. I didn't, I didn't spot that. No, not till Vicky said it that I caught it either. Um, which, I think yeah. she was just trying to set up, I think she was trying to split up friendship groups. So she picked the people she thought she could work with that were the funniest, and then she split up Kate and Ginger so that they wouldn't work well together. I think that's, yeah, I don't think there was much thought in it. I know she said, oh, it was all my plan. I think... Her plan was to choose people she liked. I don't think she really cared who and where after that. Um, it worked. <clears throat> did you have anything you wanted to discuss during the walkthrough with Rue um, that you thought was interesting? Oh, I'll tell you what did happen, though. Sorry, I'll tell you what did happen in the walkthrough that I did think was interesting was the way that the uh, the Geordie team that were doing the party went on about the North-South divide. You know, where they were, like, kind of talking about... Just... <sighs> Can we be done with that? I mean, I imagine you as an Irish person are sick of the North-South divide, but even in this country, I think we need to get past this. Like, if I can accept Vicky as a Cornish person, me being Devonian, I think it's about time the North accepted the Southerners. Well, I mean, we have our own North-South divide, which has been a lot more turbulent over the years than your you North-South You think it has. You think it has. <laughs> but I've just done a gig... I've just done a gig in Manchester tonight, and... I don't know whether they hated me because I was gay or Southern, but it felt like both at times. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I know I know there's a divide and that's all I really know. I know how certain people feel in certain areas that they don't feel appreciated and that's all I really know. It's time to retire it. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay, <laughs> let's before we get into the actual performance, let's talk about Banksy's mirror moment, which I thought was really... Um, different and interesting and vulnerable from them talking about their partner all who is tra- has transitioned uh is now a trans woman but dated i guess they got to know each other when prior to their transition um and a line that they said was i don't really ca- i don't care what they're like outside my relationship once they're the same person that i love inside the relationship which I thought was really nice and like <clears throat> asking myself it's like i mean i'd like to think that if my partner did transition you know because i'm already with them I'd be okay with it but it's like a difficult thing to to know unless you're in the position you know it takes a lot of soul searching and um you know bravery I guess to a certain degree yeah and like it's 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 strange isn't it that we but what um Banksy said that I thought was really interesting is when they went they were having to explain it to their family, you know, like I was gay and now like, it's almost like I'm coming out again in a different way because I love this person. This is the person that I love. And it's like, why is it weird that we say that? Why should it be weird that we're talking about, I love a person rather than like a, a gender or um, like a, a sex. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think it, it is rare. I think we hear a lot. Mm, no, I don't actually. I was going to say, I think we hear a lot from trans people, but I, I don't actually. Um, but I think we're more likely to hear like a, a trans person story than we are the partner of someone. So you're right. It is interesting to hear about that. I mean, me personally, I'd always like to think I'd be fine with it. But it does at some point come down to genitals a bit, doesn't it? Like I would be absolutely fine with it, but I would not know what to do with a vagina. 
So if I was going to be with someone that was going to go and get one, I would have to learn a whole new set. And I, I don't know if I have the capacity. Well, the, th- the thing is, I wouldn't have an issue with, you know, a vulva or vagina. Like, I'd get with a trans man, no problem. Um, it's the masculine energy, I guess, that I'm attracted to. Um, but I just, like, I wonder if, if that went away... Would my attraction go away from them? But I mean, like you could, like only because I was watching Friends. Like I mean, similar conversation. If your partner changes body mm. type and stuff like that, you'd still love them. So why mm. is this really any different? Mm. It's true. And like I say, I love a masculine energy, but do I? Like I don't know if I have other than you any friends that are men. Like I think I hate men. This might be why I'm single. But do you know what? Maybe I've been going wrong all this time. This is either date a woman or date a trans still woman. Be filled with glee if I got cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> He's it's a nice true. guy, it's but true. I don't need him. Like you're fighting for <laughs> me from a gate, taking over the main hosting. It was a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> I planted it all. I did think we were really... Because it's obviously not just gay people that watch this show, apparently, after I learned from that six-year-old woman last week. So I really do think um, RuPaul is bringing the challenge this week, aren't they? They're like, open relationships, Karen, are you ready for that? What about a non-binary <laughs> person that's dating a trans woman? Are you ready for that? <laughs> I hope you finish your biscuits because we're about to challenge you. But that's the shit that I love. Like, I love... I know. Not, I mean, I don't want to say non-conventional is if it's weird, but I guess it's non-typical relationship styles. You know, even open relationships are still, you know, not typical in, in the mainstream and stuff like that. So, yeah, let, let's get into the actual challenge. And we'll jump straight to them first, because I generally think they had the most to work with just from their personal experience. Banksy's situation is so unique. Again, open relationships are still something that are, you know, the people are like, I don't get it. You're not jealous, blah, 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 blah. Um, having your own definition of what monogamy and what version of it works for you is something that can work in all relationships if it wants to and like that could have been a whole area of conversation that we didn't even hear from and then obviously caramel having never been in love there's a you know it's difficult to date as a trans woman from my understanding like that's a whole area like i we could have had this whole episode of them discussing their their sex lives and like, I understand that they were it had to be kind of funny as well but like there was so much material there and they barely scratched the surface I felt but that's what I thought was odd about it like <clears throat> I didn't know what was really expected because if you watch a masterclass not that either of us ever have <laughs> if you are an audience member that has please do write in <laughs> but I get I get the impression from the brief clips I've seen on YouTube but they're not they're not hilarious. Do you know what I mean? They're not joke filled. They're not funny. So like, is this like meant to be a serious round table? Because the critiques coming through were like, that's not what they wanted. They didn't want it to be like super serious. Whereas actually, like, I think there was a lot of space there. Like you just described the three different camps <laughs> that, you know, these people sat in that that you could really present a really interesting viewpoint from. And isn't that the point of a masterclass to like learn and to be inspired? So, like, I think that would have been a real benefit if they'd been able to go deeper. And, yeah, you keep it light, you make it fun. There was loads of jokes chucked in. Whether they remembered to say them or not is a different question. But, yeah, I do think you're right. Wasted opportunity. But also, I think I was confused when we were going into it. I thought it was going to be like a a pre-recorded, edited thing. So I was expecting to go into a moment where Michelle would be sat in a little directorial chair going, do it more Tesco. Um... But we we didn't. And then the way that they were reading it and presenting it, like, so when Banksy looks over to the side and she's blanked, she can't remember her line, um, and and then she goes, oh, yeah, that's it, made me think, oh, you think this is going to get edited into a nice tiny bit? And it maybe they didn't, but maybe they threw her under the bus. Who wasn't throwing her under the bus? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Vicky Vivacious got tennis elbow from throwing her under the bus. <laughs> I, uh, I guess it, for me it was kind of like that pink table talk challenge in All Star Six, which was like you know you know Jada Pinkett's red table talk that it's been. Whereas like it's a serious 
chat and, they, and they've done other sort of like drag con panel challenges which are like this as well in the past where you'd like to be open up with you know with your experience and stuff like that and like yeah make it lighthearted, make it fun make it engaging in different ways you know it's always great to have a really vulnerable heart-wrenching moment with the punchline of a joke right after like that that's just amazing engaging content um but i feel like they were maybe stifled by feeling that it has to be funny all the time yeah and i mean i think it was good you could see the content was there but it kind of had the energy of have you seen those really long adverts for house alarms that are like two couples that are standing outside their doorstep or at dinner and they're like oh we've got a house alarm it's amazing we'll get one and they're really stifled and awkward have you seen them but please explain them to me in in detail what happens do do they put keys in a bowl after this point do they try do they do they test the limits of monogamy They test the limits of what is an acceptable conversation to have. And you know when you're like, no two people ever talk like that about about anything. No one ever recommends something in that way. Well, that's not true, actually. I do about Chase Bank because I will tell anyone who will listen that you should get a Chase Bank account because you get 1% back on spending. And we're not sponsored, but we should be. Other banks are available, but we are open for sponsorship. Hi, Chase. Get in touch. Um, <laughs> do you want the pink pound in your Chase account? <laughs> we'll help you get that. <laughs> See, I'm doing it now. Um, And it had that sort of stifled energy, really, of like, oh, we tried to make this sound like a real conversation that people are having. It was unrelaxed. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It was like my arsehole, constantly tense. Oh, God. Have a hemorrhoid, it won't pass. (laughs) Yeah, and the judges were like, oh, Vicky, you know, was faultless in her challenge. She called Caramel Banksy. I mean, like that's like, that was like a big faux pas because then everyone was like, "What? What's going on there?" Like, it just felt a bit chaotic and stifled at the same time because then Caramel got up and did a bit that kind of wasn't even introduced properly, and then oh, I was just all over the place. Say my name, although I did like um, I did like Vicky Ferocious's Beauty School Dropout wig. It was very much giving me um, grease. I did like that. And the little pasty pin she had on. Yeah, Yeah, actually, I did quite like that. I did see that. Um, Before we move on to party, let's jump back to work. Um, This was Didi, Kate and Naomi. Um, This also felt a bit stilted, but like was saved whenever Kate spoke, basically. Yeah, felt like I was being sold a home alarm, but it was dense with jokes. Like, it was dense with jokes. What's the one that I really love? I lost my makeup skills in a house fire. That was hilarious. Like, actually did a spit take. Um, I thought it was... Do you know what? I thought it was stilted until... So it had that home alarm sale to it until Naomi spoke. And I know that other people didn't seem to like that, but when she was talking about gigs, it felt real and it felt genuine. And like, I believe her. I've done gigs for 30 quid and I think, well, I've not made my petrol there. And Rue had a bit of a face on her, like, why are you talking about this? But probably because she was aware, hang on, we're not paying these bitches either. So I don't know whether it was too close to home, but they should absolutely be talking about that. We're in a cost of living crisis. Nurses aren't getting pay rises. Firemen aren't getting pay rises. Doctors aren't getting pay rises. I'll tell you who else isn't getting pay rises. Comedians. And like, the, you know, there is a real thing in the drag industry at the moment about acts not getting paid from one of the biggest promoters going that a lot of these queens will probably go on to contracts with because a, a lot of the big names do and they, they, you know, they really do have a monopoly on the industry. So you should be talking about that and people should be prepared. And if we are talking about a masterclass of preparation, then that absolutely is a thing. Do you know how much money comedians are owned? I am owed about a grand from one guy. And for, do you know what? I probably shouldn't do his gigs anymore, but he is a boxer. I am slightly scared of him. And also, I kind of do want to fuck him. So <laughs> at some point, That's the curse I will make my things. money back. <laughs> One way or another. I mean, One I, way! I, I or a consensual other. I overheard at DragCon a drag queen from a previous season of Drag Race UK, who I won't name because it's their private business off the record, who said that 
there was this one person they worked with who owed them 80 grand and they don't think they're ever going to get that money. So like it obviously it's is ridiculous. a really big issue in the industry, even for queens who are at the top of their game. Um, so yeah, yeah, it absolutely is, is an important point. I kind of felt like they were, they were like giving her the, the shade battle basically because she wasn't addressing her comments outwards towards Rue, towards the camera. She was kind of looking at her friends. Oh. But I was like, other than that, it felt very natural. Baby. And, uh, you know, okay, look. It wasn't the best extemporaneous speech anyone's ever given, but it felt like a conversation and it still drew you in, I think. So I don't think it was the worst thing. Yeah, I believed it. And like, I think she also is a bit conscious about the way she talks because she's from Doncaster and, you know, everyone should be ashamed of that. But I actually do find her very engaging when she talks and, yeah, I want to hear more from her and I I genuinely believe her when she talks. I, I, I know what you mean though she wasn't facing the camera and actually that was a point and that is a real skill but she's not she's not a trained presenter you could send her to presenting school for a couple of weeks and she'll pick that up yeah exactly there's something really sweet and nice about her like I know she did feel like she was trailing amongst the rest of them but I, whenever she had a talking head I just found her really sweet I just kind of wanted to give her a hug there's something really nice about her and I, yeah. I look forward to seeing more from her even though we haven't even got to her elimination yet but anyway I would watch her on Loose Women I think she's the Jane McDonald of drag <laughs> wow I'm saying it early put her on a ship uh, let's get on to the party group the three gals from the northeast. Coats are for what? Shoplifting. Loved that. Oh my god. Loved the. That you have to go so out a bunch of. Last night I went out with twenty pounds, came back with two hundred, and the clap. I didn't so get. Good. I didn't get the teeth thing. What's the oh, cultural significance? What's the cultural significance of that? I think they've all got fake teeth. All right, so okay, so I don't could... know. I'm I'm a softy southerner. I'm very new to the north, um, and I don't go out. Um, yeah, I think it's because they all got fake teeth. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. No, but I, I knew with the coat thing. I mean, that's the same here. Um, yeah, I just it had a great flow to it. Like they just like it didn't even feel like it didn't feel labor like the other ones. It didn't feel structured. It just felt mm. so loose and like before you knew it, it was over, and you're like, what? It, I want ten more minutes of this. It was great. Mm-hmm energy had energy and do you know what i think really helped set it up was michael hosting because it was really natural it was really flowed and i think when you start on the right note and with the right tone it just flows through and i don't know whether dd and banksy managed to do that for the other two groups and so it maybe that it didn't help and flow it that well but do you know what i would also say again tamara impressed me again this, I really don't want to like her, but I can't help myself. Every week, she's in my like top three, probably. Like, she's not a comedy queen naturally, but I think she looked like a Love Island contestant. She looked stunning, and she really knew how to use what she did have to be funny. Like, she put herself. She let the other two do the talking bits while she did the sort of act out. I think it really worked for her. I think she's smarter than we give her credit for. Yeah, definitely. And like the whole quotes where they were shoplifting, great gag. And then to have the extra bit of her dropping something out of the coat then just was like perfect timing. It was really can't help herself. She can't help herself. Let's move on to the runway. The category was slaycation. Um, that's definitely one from the bargain bucket of runway categories when they're dead. <laughs> what would we do? Uh holiday looks whatever we not use yet vacate slaycation because we, we don't use the word vacation over here why was it not like i don't know hol- holiday yeah exactly um first up was dd in her my fair lady uh wine sort of flowy um uh, sundress uh kind of drapey thing with a hat and a baby that alan Carr described half performance half a cry for help yeah, I didn't love the pattern. did look like something Kate Butch would wear, but um, I guess it was kind of a fun reveal. It was fine. It was fine. Big hat. There was a baby. <laughs> I, yep. whatever about the dress, it was the, it was like the sheer tight bodysuit thing that she was wearing, like all the way up. Like it wasn't her natural skin. It was like shining under the light from like the, the polyester, it just, I don't know, it looked kind of strange for me. Actually, she was wearing something, yeah, she had like a breastplate or whatever on in the um, 
in the, the masterclass as well. And then, I mean, we could probably talk about breastplates for an hour as well, but the way that it sat under the neck, just, it's, it's not, it's, I don't even know if you can blend it, but it's not, like, you can see, like, and that sort of messes with the illusion there. Like, I would rather not see the breasts or not have these fake breasts if it means that a yeah. neck doesn't You normally have to like hide it with a choker or, yeah, basically. Or a scarf and or yeah, you need... an apple allergy. Yeah. <laughs> normally, if you see Jimbo, there'll always be something around the neck, a collar to hide the breastplate and... Uh, this yeah wasn't hidden I guess it came right up to the chin so it kind, it's kind of hidden unless you're seeing her from below but we saw her from below so we, it did ruin the illusion um, Kate Butch came out next in what I first thought was uh, homage to Daffy Duck with the black body and then the green <laughs> the, the orange like duck feet and belt but then I realised it was a wetsuit with an orange belt and an orange snorkel and like orange flippers there was a wig that was quite low on the forehead it was in a shade of blonde that didn't suit her according to Rue yeah this this is the worst she's looked for me I mean I think as someone who is not a natural blonde I think every shade of blonde suits everyone actually tell it to Dolly Rue tell it to Dolly um yeah, I don't think necessarily immediately got that it was a wetsuit. But once I did, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun take. I thought it maybe didn't show up on camera as well as it maybe looked in the room. Um, but yeah, I think the face and the hair wasn't like her best. And I think I don't even think it was bad. I just think compared to some of the other girls there, like makeup and hair are really their skills. And I don't think that's what Kate's skills necessarily are. But even comparing her to her own looks this was the my least favorite you know compared to the roller skates one the one she made herself out of different materials the shania twain like this was my least i was least interested in that yeah i mean she's a working comic she probably hasn't been on a slaycation for a while no <laughs> so she doesn't know what people wear she doesn't know what to do <laughs> uh naomi was up next and i saw this and i thought of our conversation last week about a runway challenge from the middle aisle of Aldi and I kind of felt like that's kind of where she got all these things oh my god the neon jumpsuit the skis that she borrowed from her uncle the love it I mean okay she wouldn't get the poofy wig there but like other than that like the goggles and everything I was like this is middle aisle realness for me that is funny I thought she looked like an absolute Barbie I thought she was like ski resort Barbie I love that she padded it up in case she fell onto the knee. She was like, I'm ready this time and nothing getting knee. Um, I thought she looked gorgeous. I mean, I, I did like how she looked. I just, it wasn't, it was giving off the rack, you know. And I loved when um, Alan was like, oh, I'm going skiing. Where are my stripper heels? Because <laughs> she was wearing those like, well, I can't remember what his name for them. But like, yeah, there was like clear stiletto. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, I don't know. I think she looked cute, but I mean, it wasn't, it was off the rack for me <clears throat> or out of a basket. Tamara was next. I mean, we've seen a lot over the years of a bikini and a fur coat. And I mean, it does always work, but it isn't that exciting. I mean, I loved it. I mean, she'd freeze on a ski trip, but it'd be worth it. I, maybe I'm just a basic 90s bitch, but... I love a trench coat and your underwear. Like, I just love it. I just think there is something, yeah, I'm a classy hoe about it. (laughs) Big old fur hat on. I don't know, maybe because I've never been skiing and I would never go on holiday somewhere cold. I'd kind of want to do Married at First Sight in the hopes that the honeymoon would be one of those ski places because I'd never book it myself. So maybe I have no no ideas of what they would do on a ski thing but yeah that's exactly what i would want to wear if i was an expensive prostitute so if you if you yeah so you basically just want to be jennifer lopez and hustlers all the time um on while skiing yeah for a coat and a bikini yeah right michael maruli gave us this carry-on slaying look with this pin-up with the beach ball the victorian postcard turnaround and it's an actual postcard on the back bit unwieldy but fun idea and I should look good. Yeah, so fun. I mean, when she came out with the postcard on, I was thinking, okay, so what's going to happen when she turn around? And then 
yeah, it's, it's just what you'd expect. It's the back of a postcard. I was sort of expecting like her bum to be pointing out, poking out of it, or maybe like I guess the like real elevation of it would be if like half of her was on the back and it was like maybe I don't know like the stamp or something. But yeah, like well, it was a fun take. It was very. Um, I nearly said Costa Rica, but she's not in Costa Rica, is it? Where's where's her home? Where's Benidorm or whatever it is? It's not that one. It's the other one. It's not Benidorm. It's um, the other crappy place. Marbella? I feel like it begins with a C. Costa del Sol? Um, Costa Costa del Coventry or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll cut that. (laughs) No, we won't. Uh, Ginger is the best. Well, where was Ginger on holidays? She said this was a Pierre Cardin slash pencil case look that she made two minutes prior to leaving for Drag Race. It was kind of like alien. It was shining. It was iridescent. Where was she on holidays? I think she was on holiday on the moon. Was it meant to be a bit Jetsons-esque? Okay. Yeah. That was what. That was my own... Only thing I could think of as well, which is like, oh, she went to Mars on her holidays. But it wasn't really well explained. As you do. As you do. I felt that she was kind of like, I'm definitely safe. Maybe I'll save this really glam look for another week and I'll wear my, my batshit shiny clown thing and uh, I'll be fine. I think, oh, I don't, I see, I don't think they had the opportunity to do that because obviously they have to make the looks in advance, don't they? So it's not like, oh, they can go, oh, I'm safe this week so I don't have to put the effort into a look. Like, I think you're going to have weaker looks in your in your tool case and I think that was just a weaker look. Like she said, she made it just before, didn't she? Well, no, so um, I, I, but I think there's, there could be something that like can work for multiple runways and she could have yeah. said, that's really good. I'm going to save that in case the week I need it, I'm in more peril than I am this week. Maybe. I don't know. Right, I'm, making, I'm making that yeah. up. What she said probably makes more sense as well. Um, but I'm She curious. was in a hurry though. She stomped down that runway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She, was... she knew she knew that look wasn't her stronger. She wanted to get out of yeah, it as quick she... as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Vicky gave us this rhinestone pink denim cowgirl with chaps and chains. Again, I didn't know where she... oh she was going to re- Route 66, right? I'm surprised no one made it didn't make a Route 69 joke. Um She looked good though. I liked it. It's not what I think of as Slaycation, but I liked it. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it as it went down the runway, and then when Rue gave the critique, and he was like, "I was expecting a reveal. It was very boxy." I was like, "Oh, yeah, actually, that totally makes sense." But you didn't get it, so tough shit. Whereas the last two looks were definitely the best. Caramel in her ice queen, looking like Storm from the X Men, with his white mesh tights, his white braids, just getting jewels just dripping all over her. This was great. But where is she going on holiday? I think she's the ice queen. I think she is also skiing. But like she's an actually skiing. The ice queen doesn't go skiing. She like makes the ice or whatever. Exactly. She's... I don't think ice queens holiday. They're too busy sending their flying monkeys to like crush Ariana Grande or whatever it is I, the ice queens I do. think they just go to big castles and they eat lavishly and they, sh- they shout at servants. <laughs> well, whatever. She looked stunning. Yeah. The hair I loved. Her makeup... You know, the only thing I will say, Caramel's face is painted beautifully, but my God, doesn't it make her seem more aggressive? So then when you go into like Untucked and she's fighting, it's like that makeup is doing you no favours yeah. and making you look like a soft, <laughs> kind, caring person because you actually do just look like Nicole Scherzinger the whole time and no one's going to trust you. <laughs> yeah, no, she did look great. And Banksy then finally gave a Swiss diplomat's wife in this like leopard leotard with coat a big leopard coat stoles gorgeous hair i think she stole the show it was a lip sync saving outfit wasn't it it was an outfit that said i am not i'm not going home this week if i can help it i loved that the fur bikini was over the top of the leopard print uh all in one um, that was very um, Britney slave for you video, wasn't it? I'm going to wear my underwear on the outside. I, I I think I said this when we were doing the live show, but like, I think Banksy is basically dressing how Rue wanted Tia Coffee to dress the whole time because she's tall and slender. And I think like oh. Banksy understands her body in a way that from a fashion perspective that Tia maybe hadn't got while she was on the show. Um because I think she, she I think there got... may be two things with that as well. Like one, who makes Banksy's costumes? I don't know. I would imagine 
they make some they definitely have some sort of like artistic creativity with them which I think maybe Tia didn't have and then the other thing might be finance as well like I always got the impression Tia couldn't afford to have better looks like she she had the best with what she could afford um and I don't know maybe Banksy has more because you know non-binary people in um relationships with trans women are famously rich so so rich they're just always they're always getting promoted to the top jobs there's never any issues there when they when they don't confine to either gender they don't are a victim of the gender pay gap so they just scoot right through to the top (laughs) there's no glass ceiling when you're invisible in the workplace (laughs) so the critiques happen um well, first of all, Tamara, Michael and Ginger are told they're the winning team of the week. They all get a badge, which means I imagine Dee Dee is raging. Because last week it was Cara, Dee Dee, Vicky, Tamara and Michael who won. And only Cara got a badge because the 11th Queen had gone. They needed to have a lip sync. Whereas like Vicky already had a badge. Tamara and Michael got a badge this week. Car- you know, Cara has one already. So Dee is like the only one who's kind of won a challenge and hasn't got a badge yet. I'd say she is raging and should be even more raging if she doesn't win one at all across the series do you think there's a part of it where last week they couldn't find the badges and rue was like well we'll just give one person a badge and then one of the interns found the badges and they were like well now we've got to get rid of the badges so they're just having like badge drama no i think they would normally have given the winning team all a badge but because no one was going home because the 11th queen had gone they needed to have a lip sync so they just said oh we'll make the top two queens lip sync give the winner a badge It's an absolute mess. Uh, now, to be fair, Tamara, Michael and Ginger did all deserve a badge. I think they did a great job um, this week. Uh, and they were the right winners, for sure. Which meant the other six were technically in the bottom. I mean, Kate got good critiques. Um, and DG got average enough critiques. And the rest kind of got poor critiques. Um, then there was Underbus Skate. So, Vicky... So, this... So we won't need to go. Where, about, hang on, where do you fall it. on this? Where do you fall on this? Okay. Who do you, whose side do you fall on? Kind of Banksy's. Yeah, yeah. I'm a hundred percent Banksy on this. Like, I, I think, think Vicky did throw her under the bus. Yeah. The first I, thing I wrote down as Vicky was talking was that gag that I did earlier about Vicky getting Turner's elbow from throwing her under the bus, and then they were all talking about throwing under the bus, and I was like, "Go, you were driving the bus." You were driving the bus like, beep, beep, don't make me tap the sign. You, it was your fault, Banksy. Yeah. You know, 100%. They both, I think they, like, I think Banksy dropped the ball. I think she knocked them all off kilter. It's their responsibility for not being able to, you know, self-correct, basically. So, yeah, they might be feeling hard done by the poor performance of blaming Banksy. It's just as much their fault as Banksy's. But they did throw her under the bus. And then they said that they didn't in- unduct. They were like, we didn't try, you threw us under the bus. And then Vicky was like, oh, I feel annoyed you're taking it kind of personally, which I guess is kind of true. But they also like, I mean, gaslit is thrown around all the place, but they did sort of like deny what they had done, which was throw under the bus. So I can understand why she was frustrated. And I'm like Banksy, if I'm annoyed, I need to leave a space and calm down before I can like be level headed. So I was, I was storming out of that room with her. I mean, I absolutely love that because it took us backstage and we got to see like the real thing. It was like, do you remember on Jeremy Kyle when they'd storm off and you'd be like, ooh, that's what the corridors look like. Like, I don't know. I love seeing what the backstage of places looks like. I think that's the only reason why I'm comedian because I've always wanted to walk through the staff only door. Um, <laughs> I used to feel the same when I was a waiter. But um, so I loved that. But I think, I, do you know what I think is the big difference then in that Untucked is ownership and responsibility so like banksy who blanked blanksy took ownership and responsibility for it they were like um yeah there was those two lines one line it was two lines there's few lines that they got wrong but they did accept that and maybe the others didn't take as much responsibility for what they said throwing them under the bus but you made an interesting point there that actually i don't think any of them said which was that maybe what undid all of their performance the most was that Banksy messed it up at the top, like didn't even introduce them by name. And then that sort of threw everyone off. And we didn't hear them say that actually, whereas I think that would have been a stronger argument 
because yeah you can take responsibility and you can shine in a but you know when you're sat in a turd how much can you really shine do you know yeah. what i mean yeah exactly and i also think there was a lot of i'm sorry ifs which aren't really apologies but i mean they seem to do the job but it's like i'm sorry if you were offended by this which is like that's not really an apology um but they weren't really taking that much responsibility, but they were able to clear the air. I think they all just wanted the aggro to die down. They aren't like the they aren't like the Americans where they're like, "Oh, we'll milk this conflict all our way to the Emmys." <laughs> they're like, "Oh, we don't like conflicts. Let's uh, let's just uh, you know, let's nip this in the bud, so to speak." Um, I did like it's very the Waltons, isn't it? They want to they all want to go good night, sweetheart. By the end, well, I loved Kate's uh, traitor's reference in there, which was like traitor, faithful, yeah. lip sync, love it, absolutely. Um, so who do you think? Oh, I liked. I love lamb, chop, chop. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Um, so that's untucked. Who do you think should have been in the bottom with Miss Naomi Carter out of the three people who were in the turd, as you said? Well, yeah, I think, <sighs> yeah, it probably should have been Banksy, but I thought her outfit saved her. Um, I think it probably should have been Banksy and Vicky, actually, if I'm honest. I didn't, I was surprised when it was Naomi, and then I was surprised when it was Caramel, but now when I think about it, like, who did I think it should have been? I think it should have been that them all from that one team. Ah, make the three of them sing. Do you know what? I'm like that. Who was that girl from The Apprentice looking at the two to either side? Both of them. <laughs> yeah, all three. They all should have sang. Make the three of them sing for them. Do you know what? We haven't had a proper lip sync in ages where they're actually singing for survival. Make the three of them sing. Well, you you know, you spoke last week on, on, about the peril of the show and that's something I talk about a lot as well in that like, there's very little peril and Naomi was in there basically to undercut any peril. They were like, She's not going to win. She's our safe bet that we can put her in there and know whoever we put her up against going home. Because otherwise they'd be sending home one of the winners if they put two people from the win- from that losing group. What? Oh, did you think that? No, I was like, do you know what? I know it's a lip sync and she's going to be struggling here, but she's got the skis. She can use the skis as a crutch. And I thought she could do it. No, I thought she could I thought be, she like, was a land Floating slaughter. on those skis. No. <laughs> with, with the dodgy no, knee, I was mad. The ski air goes I know, but it was padded up. She had crutches. She had skis. Yeah, I I was like, maybe she might have been Banksy. I don't know what Banksy's like as a lip syncer, but like Vicky beat Caramel and Caramel's a great lip syncer. I was like, she's not beating either of these two, I don't think. Um, well, Vicky couldn't, Caramel couldn't move in her outfit and she didn't know the words. <laughs> not, not, to, not to undo Vicky's success but Caramel was dancing with one leg on that one um, I personally would have put Vicky in the bottom rather than Caramel I still would have thought she would have beat Miss Naomi Carter but because I don't think her look was as good as the other two and I think she did drop the ball when she called Banksy when she called Caramel Banksy I mean that's just a stupid mistake to make and you can't blame anyone else for that um, so I would have put her in the bottom personally but look it wouldn't have mattered Miss Naomi Carter lost the lip sync to The Only Way is Essex by Yaz and got the boot I was actually really nice to see how much kind of chat time she got with Rue talking about her accent and like being embarrassed and then Rue asking her what was the question he asked her who what you're about your outfit what company did you own that sort of stuff i think you know naomi was just happy to be getting her time from mother um and yeah so i like i said i really like her i hope um yeah i hope she goes on to great things <laughs> oh my god you almost sounded genuine well done thanks thank you i also did notice no, I'm kind of she was one of my faves it's always, yeah, I, I struggle when it's this because it's like, who deserves to go home and who can I not bear to lose? And I think the two that have gone are two that I couldn't bear to lose. I really like them both. Yeah. And I think we'll notice a gap with her gone. Yeah, I mean, I liked her. I don't, I could definitely was able to lose her um, based on kind of like her performance so far in the show. But I do really like her. What I did notice though during the lip sync, I've never noticed this before, is there was rose lights that are projected onto the back. I've never seen them before. They're like the outline of a rose. Have a look at them next time. That is such a, a good thing to observe. Like, <laughs> congratulations. 
Like, I'm proud of you for observing something like that. Come through I would never, ever notice something like that. I'm sorry, I'm a star, not the tech. Um, when you need someone to come in and sweep up afterwards, sure, that's the person that's going to notice the rose light. I don't really notice the light that I'm in, sweetie. <laughs> Honestly, you'll but be I'm, I'm, I'm you'll be singing a different tune when you see those rose lights next week. I'll be sending you the, the little clip of the episode, and you can lap up those rose lights. Are you really expecting that? I through three episodes didn't see the missing queen. Am I really going to notice a rose light? <laughs> it doesn't help that once again I'm watching this from a car park so I was watching it on my phone so, I want a reaction yeah, no, video of you watching these rose lights for the first time <laughs> and it's going to be like you know when they put the, the the ears into the babies when they're deaf and then they can finally hear their mum yes. like, oh my god that's shrill it's like what I'm going to be like when I see this rose light <laughs> yeah, absolutely Next week is a panto musical, which I think is going to be brilliant. Uh, incredibly British, exactly what we want from a musical. R- Michelle seems to say in the preview that um, it's one of the best musicals I've ever seen. Who do you think is going to go next week, though? Dee Dee. Yeah, I feel it's Dee Dee. I feel that. That's I don't the, know why. I just it's the edit. Like... The edit is, I think, is feeding us. DD elimination. To be fair, six of the queens now have badges. So it's just her and Kate who don't have a badge. So it better not be Kate. If I lose three faves at early doors, I'm never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried now because we keep saying DD, we keep saying Kate, are we manifesting it? I haven't seen Rue's masterclass on manifesting. I don't know how it works. Can we manifest something that has already been recorded in the past? <laughs> I don't know. What are the limits of manifestation? Well, I guess we'll have to come back next week to find out. Until then, you can follow uh, updates on the podcast over at SissyDatPod on Instagram. You can follow Aaron and his touring and gigs on Instagram at Aaron Twitchin. Anything else? I no, you- hopefully, I'm pretty sure next that this is a big draw for people. Next week, I think I will actually be recording from my house. <laughs> this will be the Don't first time this Anthony, series. You can't, you can't follow up. I can't deliver. I might have to record it from in the bin at my house, just so it feels right. <laughs> yeah. Until then, have a lovely week and we shall see you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.